You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts. And our podcast, of course, available at any time on demand, aarp.org slash nc or here at wptf.com. I'm your host, Mike Olander of AARP North Carolina, and I truly hope you are all doing well. We have a great program for you today. Nathan Spencer of Wake Up Wake County will be joining us to talk about how the county is growing and what his organization is doing to deal with the challenges of that growth. But first, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, my partner in crime and esteem production engineer, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how are you doing today, buddy? Wonderful, Mike. It's good to see you as always. How are you doing? That's the main question. How oh, are you well, doing? Thanks. I'm a little flustered by the traffic getting here today. <laughs> and I was actually thinking about you as I was coming in because um, you're, this is your, obviously, your, they, they, they give you a paycheck for being here today, right? They do, yes. <laughs> okay. So you're here most days during the week. That's right. What's the commute like? Oh, boy. I have uh, a pretty congested commute. I'm always coming down 401 onto Capitol. So I deal with Capitol on a regular basis, which is which is not fun. Mm. Not fun. Yeah, not for most people. Even I like driving, love driving, but traffic is no fun at all. Um, yeah. And let me ask you, have you noticed uh, over the years, has traffic been getting worse? Has your commute been getting less pleasurable? Uh, absolutely. You know, we had a little window there during the pandemic where it seemed like no one was on the road for a little bit, but then it just steadily, steadily picked That's back true. up. And it's, no, it, it, it does seem to be a, a growing problem. That's true. That's one of the few perks about the pandemic <laughs> right. was there was being less traffic and lower gas prices and a bunch of other stuff, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny because people always talk about traffic and it's kind of like when people talk about, you know, oh, kids these days, you know, from it just gets worse and worse as time goes on. And same thing is true with traffic. I think though, very true. I know I moved up in this region. I moved up to Apex, the tail end of 2016. And remember thinking, well, traffic's not bad here. What are people complaining about? Now I see it. And I've definitely seen a difference. And then when I do go back to Charlotte, which I lived in from 2013 through, you know, 2016, now I go back and I'm like, my God, was it always like this? Did I just, you know, acclimate to the new environment? But I think the truth is, if you talk to anybody who's doing work on these issues and people who just live there, of course, you're finding out that indeed traffic congestion is becoming a greater and greater problem as the population is growing. And of course, we are very much a automobile, automobile-centric uh, society. Moving away from that, the younger generation is giving us some signs of hope, uh, you know, looking more multimodal forms of transportation and mass transit for sure. Um, before we bring on our guest, I'm really excited to have Nathan on with us because there's so much that's going on here in Wake County. And Wake County is one of the areas really to watch in the country. And I don't know if you know this, Jason, but uh, along with Charlotte, uh, the Triangle is one of the few regions in the country that are expected to be at the top in terms of population growth and density in 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 the coming years and decades um, to the point where it's literally, you know, Charlotte and, Wake, and, and Triangle looks like they're kind of neck and neck. Um, who's going to be the most congested, most fastest growing area in the entire country in, uh, in the coming years, which is, um, which is uh, pretty amazing when you think about it, but obviously a lot of challenges and detriments that come with that. I wanted to share with you, before we bring Nathan on, um, just a 
Fun facts. Are you a fan of fun facts? I love fun facts. I love fun facts, too. Even <laughs> even if it's not the, the most fun topic in the world, like population growth, the congestion, and climate change, and all sorts of things. Um, if you go on Google and just put in um, uh, population growth or, popu- or demographics fun facts, all sorts of things come up. Some of them more data than others. Um, did you know – a couple things I want to share with you in our, in our audience here – um, by 2024, India's population is expected to exceed China's. Oh, wow. Now, this is a couple of years yeah. old, this particular one here. Um, looking like we're on track to that, though, by the year 2100, which seems like forever from now, and it is quite a bit from now, um, India projected to be the top, you know, again, biggest country, followed by China. Any guesses on what number three is? Oh, boy. Um, maybe Brazil? Nigeria. Nigeria, wow. Nigeria, number three. Right now, over 200 million people in Nigeria. And Africa and many, many African countries are actually, their growth is is booming and expected to continue to boom while European countries are actually on the decline. Uh, very interesting stuff. In the United States, number four, projected to be around 450 million. Uh, Tokyo, this, this is the last one, and then we're going to bring in our guest. Um, Tokyo has right now the largest population in the world, right? Any guess? Do you know how big Tokyo is? Oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't start. To so guess. New York City, we all know New York City looks like, right? You have thousands of people who can live on a single city block in New York City, 8 point something million people in New York City right now. Tokyo, 37 million people. Can you just wrap your head around that? <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. Uh, followed by... Um, Delhi, which is 29 million, and Shanghai, 26 million. Talk about population growth. Talk about some serious challenges there. And then them, too. Remember, the the aging boom, things like that, the aging of America, we we talk about a lot here on this show. That's going on, too. There's a baby boom, and, you know, it's a worldwide phenomenon, not just here in the United States. So lots of interesting uh, stuff, folks, out there. Just go ahead on on Google, kind of put in these uh, fun facts searches at, uh, at random at your pleasure. And you're likely to come up with some things that you didn't know about population growth. So um, let's go ahead and bring in um, our uh, first or our only guest, should I say, for today, our special guest today, which is Nathan Spencer, who's the executive director of Wake Up Wake County in the studio with us today. Nathan, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it. And we appreciate you being here and enduring the traffic getting in. We got in <laughs> roughly the same time here today. And yes, we- <laughs> I think he might have hit a bit of that. Um, so, Nathan, let's start with some basics. We've been hearing for years that Triangle Region is growing very quickly, and that growth is only getting exacerbated by the, the, the news of Jobs coming in, you know, lots of big high-tech jobs and stuff coming into the Triangle, which is good news, but obviously there's some costs to that. For those who don't know, why is this kind of growth we're seeing in this area a concern uh, to people and especially to organizations like yours? Well, there's there's a couple factors here. One is um, we, we, for the last 70 years, have – our cities have grown, but we're used to growing out. We're used to sprawling out, you know, new subdivisions, peop- you know, a uh, car with, a, uh, you know, a house and uh, around a bunch of roads and, you know, a good suburban lifestyle. But what we're realizing is that not only is that expensive on our taxpayers, it's also really bad for the climate and hurts people who are on the lower ends of, of the um, income spectrum. And 
those people, as we've seen through the pandemic, are so essential to keeping our our uh, life running. So we really need to look at how do we build our communities to work better. And it's no, it's not like um, uh, some new secret. Like we've right. known these planning tools for a long time, but now we're all having to actually get further into it and really know what we're and really plan out how we're going to do stuff because not only does um it impact families uh budgets and not only does it make our commute times shorter if we plan it better but also we've got this other thing hanging on the on the side which is it's actually really better for the planet Mm. if we plan it better and so growth is a big factor and as you said i mean you know Companies moving in and uh, population growth. Um, there's something called a tomato map, which is by 2045, all the roadways in traffic will be dark red in terms of traffic uh, getting around. You know, we can expand the highways as much as we want, but it's just going to keep filling in. If we just keep putting people in single cars, driving them out, people are going to have to live further and further out. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm okay with like a little commute. But if we're talking like 45 minutes every day, an hour every day, back and forth just to get my to my job, now I'm starting to think about can I work closer? Can I work from home? Can I do all these things? And that changes the pattern of how we run our economy. Mm-hmm. So if we're if we want people to enjoy their lives want them to be able to go out and uh, go to grocery stores, go to restaurants. We want them to um, send their kids to good schools and and, uh, create communities. We're going to have to build those closer in and get more comfortable with the idea of how do we plan our communities around each other versus as far out as possible. Hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about Wake Up. Wake County and just wake up in general, right? Because it's more yep. than just wake up Wake County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, wake up Wake County was started about 15 years ago. We um, we started on uh, growth issues around uh, schools and water quality, um, and got very much into transportation and affordable housing. Um, and um, we've been slowly working on building. Uh, better ways. So schools are better funded now since they were in two thousand mid two thousands. Um, water quality is something that everyone has a more understanding and concern about in this area. Um, so we're slowly working our way through these growth issues and and really trying to focus on how we better our entire region. Um, Wake up, Wake County's main focus right now is on. Uh, improving and expanding public transit, as well as expanding affordable housing and um, uh, uh, working on climate change, which connects all three of the, uh, uh, both of those. Um, and we are a nonprofit. We're a 501c3. We're nonpartisan. We don't take sides. We actually, um, our rule of thumb is we work with the elected officials, the government staff, and the general public for the next 30 years, not for the next two. So our job mm. is really very focused on how do we do good policy that's long-lasting and sustainable. That's great. And, uh, and ARP takes a similar view in terms of, you know, you work, the people decide who the elected officials are. 
and we got to work with who, who those exactly. people are. And exactly. you got to get things done. You got these challenges that you're faced with, and you got to get things done. And I love the way you put it. You can't be looking at things at a two-year election cycle or period of time. Uh, sure, somebody may be gone in two years, but the fact of the matter is you got to be working with both parties fairly Absolutely. and giving everybody the opportunity. Number one, they need to be educated about these issues and why they're important. And uh, to be giving them the opportunity to pitch in and be part of the solution to these problems. Nathan Spencer, Executive Director of Wake Up Wake County, is with us here at ARP Without Limits. We will be back after this short break. And we are back. This is ARP Without Limits, ARP Talk radio here at WPTF. We've been speaking with Nathan Spencer of Wake Up Wake County. I do want to mention, though, if you have a question, this is a pre-recorded program, so you don't have the opportunity to call in and ask a question. But if you have a question for any of the programming that we do here at AARP, uh, please send us an email, aarpwithoutlimits at aarp.org. Uh, we're always happy to take your suggestions, and we take your feedback seriously. We do appreciate you, the listener, and want to make sure that we're giving you the best possible information for living your best life possible here in the Tar Heel State. Nathan, um, we've been talking a lot about congestion and transportation, transit. Uh, housing is a big issue. It's a and huge issue. So, uh, and just in my own experience in looking uh, at what's been going on in the housing market in this area in the last couple of years, you've been seeing like this exponential increase of home property values and, and, and all that. Um, what's your take on it, on, on what's going on with housing in the Triangle region? Uh, it, it's the prices have been crazy. They've been going up so fast. Um, and that just pushes folks out. It pushes folks out to the um, the further regions, uh, reaches of the, the county and the region. And um, that's why affordable housing is so important. Um, uh, if you don't want to drive uh, uh, an hour to your um, uh, your um, okay or well-paying job, imagine driving an hour, an hour and a half for a job that pays you ten dollars an hour. Mm. We we often make people have to decide between whether they spend time with family or they get a better job. And they have to weigh that out. And that's not a fair uh, calculation to make people do. So um, Wake Up's uh, role in that is really pushing how do we plan our affordable housing? How do we make that possible? Um, how do we put it in uh, uh, areas where people will live and work and play? Um, it's, it's a huge factor and it's, it's a complicated one because there's no way we're going to build our way out. We can throw, you know, Raleigh did an $80 million housing bond uh, back in 2020. It is a huge impact. It's doing some great stuff. $80 million is not going to get us out of a housing crunch. We need uh, something like 40,000 units just to get us out of our housing crunch. Uh, there's an, and every year that just gets worse. Um, and as more companies come in, it, the competition gets greater. Um, so really it becomes a question of how do we, uh, how do we build our way towards, uh, spreading that out? Um, have companies who are coming in and developing, um, apartments, how do they make some of that affordable? Um, you know, how do we preserve homes that are, are, um, 
um, that that folks on fixed incomes are are living in? How do we make sure that they can continue living in them mm-hmm. um, versus having to to get out, especially when it comes to things like property taxes. Um, none of us like to pay property taxes, but um, if you're on a fixed income and your property taxes keep going up every couple of years, um, that makes it really hard, especially since uh, that uh, that COLA change with Social Security is, yeah. is impactful, but it's not, not enough to keep up with property tax changes. Um, so we, we have to... Uh, we have to look at how we do that, and and those are policy pieces that um, Wake Up works with our elected officials. Uh, we work with government staff. We work work with the general public on on that, and our partners. Um, Wake Up has been working with ARP and and uh, Habitat for Humanities, uh, really looking at how we um, how we address issues of where we build, how we build. Um, having those mixed income communities because uh, no one wants to live in a place that's all just one income. Uh, you know, you don't want to live in a place that's all people who are subsidized. You don't want to, you know, you want a mixed setting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is really something that that drives um, good opportunity for folks. Uh, so we, we advocate really hard on how we develop communities where um, – we're going to have apartment buildings where you don't know who's the affordable unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's true of places in may, many other cities across the, uh, the country and, and should be true in, um, in the Wake County and Triangle region. Mm-hmm. And it's not just building new units, as you mentioned before, but also making better use of existing things that are already out there. And one of the things that ARP's worked with you guys on that's seeing, a, you know, people seeing a lot more about seeing this term ADU, accessory dwelling units. Can you talk a little bit about that as a, oh, one, of the, one of the creative are, solutions? Yeah, and, and it's funny because ADUs are not going to be the, the fix to affordable housing. Not everyone's going to put one in their backyard. An ADU is just a, basically an a unattached, usually um, uh, a smaller home in the backyard, usually, of a house. Uh, you know, you've got plumbing, you've got electrical. It's a, it's a, just a house, but it's it's smaller. Um, the uh, they're they're not going to be the substitute for it, but they play a huge impact in people's ability to um, uh, live, work, and play in in the work areas. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, one of Wake Up's former employees um, lives in one in Raleigh. Um, he doesn't own a car. He commutes by bike and transit. He um, is uh, able to live in the city because he's renting an ADU um, for a fraction of the cost of what he would be paying if he owned a home or he rented a full-size home. Hmm. And it's just him. So he's got that space and it's perfect for him. And that's what that, you know, it's not a one size fits all. It's having the diversity of housing so that people can live the way they want. We have, you know, we, we have older adults who want independence that live by themselves, but we also have older adults who want to be with uh, families and, and want to be in, in, in communities with lots of different uh, 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 ages and being able to have that selection 
to you is really, really important. Absolutely. And that's one of the a great note for us to end our discussion with you on, Nathan, is because for many critics out there, they think that, oh, you know, they, they hear certain terms and they've read an email or they read something on Facebook that makes them think, oh, this is like a one size fits all government approach, you know. And it's not. It's about having more options for people, not fewer options, based upon your comfort level and what you can afford and what you need to be near and what you want to be near. You're like being near family, right? Helping keep families together as opposed to leaving, you know, especially if you can't get up and down the stairs anymore, having something that's one floor living, that's accessible to you, uh, easy for you to live and, and stay and live. Um, and close to family as opposed to going into institutional Absolutely. care, which is so much more expensive and so much less desirable because you're going out of the community. And, and quite frankly, costly, uh, the the um, the system itself. Oh, really the taxpayers, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. People no. don't realize, and a lot of people, we hear this a lot at ARP, where people think that Medicare covers everything so much, <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, I know there's some supplemental plans that'll cover it, but everything else is covered, long-term care. No, it's not, no. <laughs> you know, and, and people, so many people um, run into that reality uh, when they're not expecting it, and it's very unfortunate news, and that's why we're very, uh, ARP is very happy to work with organizations like Wake Up Wake County uh, and others throughout the country that are doing similar work putting an emphasis on this. And again, first step is always education, right? It is. And f- and that's our job. That's that's mm-hmm. our work. Our, our our work is to educate the elected officials and the general public. And and as I said, we're donor funded. So, you know, we uh, we are always hoping that people will go to wakeupwakecounty.org/donate and help us out especially before the end of the year. Uh, and and we're, our job is to focus on helping people learn and educate themselves on what are the solutions uh, with with changes like that, expanding transit, more affordable housing, and how that affects climate change. Thank you so much. Nathan Spencer, Executive Director of Wake Up Wake County, with some great information. You guys are great on public engagement, by the way. I'm sure there's great information about how to get involved at your website, uh, wakeupwakecounty.org. Yep. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you to Jason Kong for engineering. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike Olander with AARP North Carolina. This has been AARP Without Limits, signing off.